0: Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. You can follow the show as well at Locked on Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. I know I said to you guys I would chat on Monday, but uh, Kyle Dubis and company just couldn't allow me to enjoy the rest of the weekend. Couldn't allow any Leaf fans to enjoy the rest of the weekend. They made a trade today and joined uh, Joining me to discuss it is going to be Dauber Prospects' Tony Ferrari, uh, the managing editor over there. And really, Tony, you're the guy who I want to come on and talk about this because uh, he's a somewhat of a prospect and somebody who you would be much more familiar with than I am. I, I know pretty much uh, whatever it's telling me on his Elite Prospects page. Outside of that, don't know much else about him. So, you know, what are we getting in uh, –
1: Vevalainen. Well, Well, is a really interesting goalie cuz he's had some some pretty big moments internationally whether it's been with the U20 team or U18 team where he's he's had some pretty good performances and I mean even in the liga the last couple of years a 912 923 933 save percentage like he's been quite quite good. So he's he's 24. He's a quasi prospect I guess you could call, call him especially cuz he's a goalie but he's undersized guy he's listed at six foot on elite prospects i think he's six foot one elsewhere it's one of those guys that you look at and you go you know what i think this is the leafs going you know we're not super stoked with our our goalie pipeline um we want to get a guy that can maybe be a backup and and this guy's kind of that he's not necessarily going to be a uh a real 1A, 1B kind of guy. I think he's probably closer to a backup. I, I look at him in, in especially his playing style, I look at him a, a little bit similar to Jonathan Bernier, who I know that's going to bring back uh, bad memories for Leafs fans all over the place. But if you've watched Bernier outside of Toronto after he's left, when he was in Colorado, when he was in, now he's in Detroit, and he's been really, really good. Like Red Wings fans, even to the point, like they started joking about him getting Vesna votes. And if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> he did get one Vesna vote last year. I don't think it was a very high vote, but it was still a vote. And that's just kind of a, credit to the fact that he was able to keep that team in in the game a lot of times last year and in vivaline is kind of that kind of goalie he's he's not going to be a a starter i I don't think that's this isn't a guy coming in to take over for Freddie or anything crazy like that but this is a guy that it's another goalie in the pipeline and in the leaves are kind of thin at goalie if we're looking at things honestly because ian scott and joseph wool are the prospects but they're not really high end prospects ian scott had a lot of promise but his career has been derailed by injury after injury and Joseph wall just hasn't really been able to take that step since leaving college. So to me, this is the Leafs going, you know what? We need a guy that when, when we do run into injuries, cause they, they've had injuries in the crease. We don't want Joseph wall sitting there on the bench going, what are we going to do if, if the starter gets lit up tonight, whether it be Hutchison, Freddie Cam- Campbell, whoever it is.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, we've seen that when the Leafs want to give Freddie the night off, they want to give Freddie the night off. So whoever is going to be that third goalie that night is going to be the team's backup goalie the nights that Freddie isn't is going to get the day off. So you know that third goalie is actually like an important piece. For the way that Toronto likes to deploy uh, the the position, so you know, I, I think for for myself, um, for me, it, it allows them to also kind of place Hutchinson back on the taxi squad. We'll have to go through waivers, and it gives them a little bit of peace of mind. I tweeted that out that if he does get claimed off of waivers, uh, they still have a goaltender who isn't. Doesn't require waivers; he's exempt. Who they believe could still be the team's third goalie also can double as you know the AHL starter who has somewhat of some little upside to to at least be like a, a backup in the NHL.
1: Yeah, I think this is this is the guy that the Leafs look at and they go, okay, he's our security net behind our security net. And yeah. if, like you said, Michael Hutchinson goes off on waivers and, and he does get claimed because he's played pretty well so far this year, if he goes to get claims. This is the perfect guy to have as your third guy because you can get him in into one or two games throughout the year. He, he did play in one game with Columbus this year. It wasn't very good, but for the most part outside of this year, he's had pretty good numbers, especially going back to like 2018-2019 in the Liga where he was a 933 save percentage, 1.58 goals against and and he played on Carpat, And Carpat's a good team. Like they did have a good defense in front of him, but he he's shown to be able to kind of take on a decent workload and and be decent in that time. So I like it if, as a move for the Leafs, especially with with not really having to give up too much. And I'm assuming we're going to get to that next.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a moment. But I, I, before we do, I, you know, 24 years old is just uh, his second season in North America. Um, how much of that do you think goes into his struggles since he's got here? The fact that he's playing on a different ice surface and still somewhat adjusting. Like, do you see what do you see out of him, or what do, you, what do do the Leafs see something in him that says, "Hey, this guy could figure it out." He's got some good tangibles here. You know, he may have a ceiling of at least being you know an NHL backup at some point.
1: Well, I think you look at his season last year, and he started really, really well last year, and um, he he was playing. Behind a Columbus defense or a, a Cleveland Monsters defense that was decent, it wasn't great for an HL standard, but it was it was a decent defense. And he had good numbers, and, and those numbers tailed off towards the end of the year. And I think he lost his last seven or eight starts, if I'm not mistaken. So it was one of those things where it was like kind of everything went wrong at the end of the year last year, and then this year with the AHL Cleveland Monsters again, he he's only played one game. He was on loan to the Liga, and he played for YIP, which is a a little bit of a lesser lesser heralded organization than Carpat. I think he's just played everywhere a little bit this year. There wasn't really a spot for him. So it's kind of one of those situations where you're like, the, the, I think Columbus was just trying to get him out of the door because they do have a, a ton of goalies in their pipeline. So I, I think this is an opportunity for Cleveland or Cleveland and Columbus, I guess, to open up a spot for someone else and get something in return for a guy that has some promise. Like I, I don't think anyone was really upset with the way Ve played this last couple of years, especially when he was over in Finland. So it, it's going to take some time on the North American ice surface. I think he's probably ready, but it's one of those things where if he does play for the Marlies, if, if he gets in a couple games for the Leafs, like this is a guy that can pr- be that guy that plays at both levels and at least does a
0: service- serviceable job. And uh, a buddy of mine actually made the joke, so I'll give him some credit, uh, Rob and he, he texted into like a group chat that I have, and he was like, was this Dubis making the trade with Columbus for a goaltender? He said, we want the one with the impossible name to pronounce. No, the other one. No, 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 the other other one. No, no, no. Yeah. The Finnish one. No, no, no. The other Finnish one. <laughs> and it's just like it, it's true. You take a look at all the goaltenders in Columbus. You've got Elvis Merzlikins, like it's a difficult name to pronounce if you don't know, you know, how it's actually pronounced. You know, Jonas Corpusalo, uh, Matias Kivnaliaks or however it's pronounced. That you got Vaney Veveline. Like it, it's all time the worst uh goal like. If you struggle with names, specifically like Scandinavian and European names, don't be a Columbus fan because their goaltending will give you fits. (laughs) <laughs> like the way yeah. that, the way that it's spelled, um, but yeah. So let's let's talk about what went the other way because it was uh, Miko Letnin who was signed out of the KHL this offseason, had raving reviews coming out of the KHL, and was supposed to at least be an NHL body, somebody that the Leafs could potentially utilize on on their third pair at the very least, get some power play time. There was a lot of excitement when the Leafs signed this guy, but ultimately. Um, You know, they decide to move on from him halfway through his first season here in North America. He ended up being a healthy scratch for a majority of the year. Um, Are you shocked that the Leafs gave up on him so quickly, though?
1: I I am a little shocked that they gave up on him so quickly. I I figured he would be at least kind of around for the year. And and if it doesn't work out, it's one of those guys that just doesn't work out. And the the Leafs send him back to Europe or he gets another chance somewhere else. But it was a little shocking to see him go out the door this early, but at the same time, like, I, I completely understand it. Like uh, Rasmus Sandine's starting to get healthy. He's out of a boot now. So it's going to be one of those things where if you need a defenseman in the lineup, I, I think Sandin's probably the better guy, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, Miko is very, very limited with his defensive play specifically. And I, I think last night Sheldon Keefe said that after the game when someone asked him about Miko Lettinen. And he's just like, Listen, we're going to get Miko in when he gets a chance, but we're at the point of the season now where we have to start playing the guys that are going to win us games consistently. And, and the Leafs kind of deemed Miko Letton and in that in that boat. So I think when you look at the Leafs' decor, they are pretty deep this year. Um, they've got Rasmus Sandin. They've got Timothy Lilligren, who could both of them could see ice time this year. And do you really want Miko Letton being the guy that holds back, holds the, the either of those two prize prospects back? It, it, to me, it was one of those situations where, you tried it. He He's shown off that he can be capable offensively, specifically on the power play. He didn't look bad at all there. He looked really comfortable. So maybe he goes to Columbus and he gets a little bit more of an opportunity because they're a little bit thinner on the back end. And, and he kind of gets that chance to play on the power play there. And he gets the chance to, to maybe contribute offensively a little bit there. So it's going to be an interesting situation with, with where his career goes, because even still, like they do have guys like Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski who are going to take a lot of the power play time away from him. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does, but I think th- this is just the Leafs kind of going, you know what, we can get a-, a goalie that can contribute now and play the role that we need someone to play now, and Miko Lettinen is kind of redundant on this team.
0: Yeah, I, I think they're just kind of doing him a solid. Like, they did something similar with Josh Levo a couple of years yep. ago. They traded him for a minor leaguer. Obviously, Levo was the better player of the two. Um, at least here, I think Vavilin actually has some value to the Leafs here, so it's even better of a trade than that. But you know, similar circumstance where you got a guy who uh, you said they, you know, you're bringing over from Europe. There was a lot of attention on him, a lot of people reaching out, and and essentially they told him like, hey, you're going to have a chance to to be on the team. Well, ultimately he didn't really end up making the team. Uh, well, he made the team, but like he's not cracking the lineup at all. And you know, he's what 26 years old. This is his first year. He wants. Wants to try and, and make a statement here in the NHL and he's not doing it being a guy who's on the taxi squad or being up in the press box every single night. So they just kind of did him a solid and they moved him uh, moved on from him. They they probably already made the decision that they weren't going to re-sign him this offseason anyways. So allow him, you know, to go elsewhere earlier and maybe he can figure something out uh, in Columbus that he just didn't quite grasp or figure out in Toronto my question though is the biggest issue that the Leafs and Sheldon Keeves seem to have with Miko Lettinen was defending in his own zone I can only imagine how that's going to work out with John Tortorella out in Columbus
1: yeah we, we've already seen one completely uh, defensively inept player go there and, and not really find the favor with the coach and um, he was a lot better player in general so I, I don't know if they're going to be able to kind of let Miko letting him do his thing. Really Um, that defensive core, like I said, isn't great. Uh, he's going to have to beat out a guy like Gavrikov and, and maybe uh, Delzato. But to me, you trust Delzato over him because they play a similar game and, and Delzato's got the veteran instincts and he's got, he's been in the league. You know what he's going to give you. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, maybe he gets a shot, maybe he gets an opportunity. But like you said, I think this is Dubis giving him, giving him that, that shot and, and saying, Hey man, like, it just didn't work out here. You're still a good player. We still value you. Let's get you moved into a situation where maybe you can do better. And while maybe Columbus isn't exactly that, it's something different, and it gives him a, a different look. Maybe, and and that maybe that's all he needs.
0: And ultimately, like, is this this wasn't a major deal? You know, neither t- neither player, you know, Vaney, Vevalainen or Miko Letnin, are likely to make a, a massive impact on these two teams. Um, but a deal, nonetheless, that I think both teams and both fan bases should be quite happy with. You know, the the I'm assuming that Columbus uh, they liked Miko Letnin. I believe they were in on Letnin when he was originally signing back into North America. I think they were in on him then, so they they still kind of see that sparkle that they they clearly like in him, so they're happy to bring him into the mix. And then uh, the Leafs get themselves a, another depth goaltender in a position that is very shallow, especially after losing Aaron Dell. They never really were able to replace that. So bringing in and I guess, gives them four goaltenders who they believe can play... NHL minutes, maybe mm-hmm. not as well as you would like your your NHL goaltender to play, but certainly they I think they trust him more than they do uh, a young uh, a young Joseph Wall. Um, but at the end of the day. It's just added insurance. Um, And and in the meantime, I think they they need another goalie anyways for the Marlies. Like right now, they got Andrew D'Agostini, who's played all 12 games for them so far. And I think I read that Vivalainen's going to head right to uh, the Marlies once he gets here and and is able to finish up his quarantine and all that. So uh, ultimately, this is a a depth move and something that I think uh, will help the Marlies as well as the Maple Leafs.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I, I think I saw actually today that Joseph Wall was getting his first start with the Marlies and yeah. that's his first action in almost a year, if not, if i maybe even over a year. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the Marlies kind of situation works out. And, and like you said, they Ve- line and doesn't need waivers. So he can kind of bounce back and forth right. between the two teams. And it, if he does play a few games with the Marlies, then he can bounce up with the Leafs if they need him to, for that one night where he sits on the bench and puts the ball cap on and says he's the backup while Freddie sits up in the stands. It's it's going to be an interesting situation, but I, I kind of like this acquisition because you're getting something for a guy that you, you really just kind of went, you know what, let's just kind of wipe our hands clean. And hey if you can come out with a, a backup goalie for next year or the year after and, with that, I I don't think you're complaining at all as Kyle Lubis.
0: Yeah, not at all. So we'll we'll see what it ends up being. Like I said, I don't think it's nothing. It's it's not major, but it gives the Leafs a little bit of flexibility at the goaltending position. It allows Miko Letnin to kind of go and roam free, and and maybe he can make something himself elsewhere. Clearly wasn't working here in Toronto, and uh, I think it's a win-win scenario for for all parties except maybe uh, Andrew D'Agostini, who. You know, has been the starter for the Marlies this year and I just want to mention his name because I think it, it, he is a great story as a whole um, I'm not sure if you read this but uh, Scott Wheeler did an article in The Athletic two years maybe three years ago now I think about two or three years ago Um, He did a story about the Brampton Beast, and Andrew D'Agostini was the the starting goaltender there. And so he spent like an entire week with the team, went on a road trip, got to know them, um, and and did an amazing long-form read. It's fantastic. Go check it out on The Athletic if you're subscribed uh, to anyone listening. And D'Agostini was one of the guys who he um, talked about. And apparently this guy, when he first decided to go pro— Living in his van because he wasn't making enough money to to make rent in Toronto, but still wanted to keep the dream alive. And eventually, um, you know, this year broke through into the AHL. I don't know if that was out of kind of because he was local and they needed a goaltender or what, but you know, finally breaks up, you know, into the AHL, makes a little bit of cash for himself. Um, and I also do kind of remember when I called games. In U Sports. I used to call him at uh, Western. He played for Guelph, and, and I remember watching him there, and then watching him when I was calling games for the Brampton Beast, And then this year, the fact that he ended up going to the Bram or to the uh, Toronto Marlies, it, it's a cool story. But I, you know, when you're a Marlies team and an organization that's looking to win uh, and produce a winning culture down there, uh, they they wanted some, some more strength at the goaltending position. He's not quite. Uh, not quite Carey Price, not quite Patrick Wah, to be <laughs> to be frank. Mm-hmm. So uh, also adding another goaltender for the Marlies, uh, I think is another added value to this deal. Um, all right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. This is just a, a real quick insert that I wanted to go ahead and record with you, just to kind of give the listeners uh, an overview about what to expect from this trade. Give our quick initial thoughts on it. Um, so I think we're both pretty well on board with it at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I think it's a trade
0: that it's not nothing, but it's not quite something either.
1: It's it's one of those <laughs> deals that it, maybe it turns out to be something later on, but right now it's kind of a deal where you're just like, it's it, it, sure it's a win. I, I think both teams are pretty happy with what they got.
0: Real quick, tomorrow night, Leafs Jets. Give me a prediction. Oh,
1: I, I think it's going to be a tight one, but I think the Leafs are going to pull it out. Go, let's go four two with an empty netter.
0: Ooh, four two empty netter. I think this one goes to OT again. Like, it's just been super tight. I'm, I'm going to give it a, another 4-3 overtime win. <laughs> let's oh. let's give the OT winner to Austin Matthews once again. Just dazzle one. it. Oh. Now he's got to up himself, right? Now he's yeah, got to go exactly. like, between gotta the legs. He's got to do something to
1: up, up that move he made in overtime the other day where he just put the team on his back and oh that, that looked great Oh, that was pretty
0: so pretty anyways uh that'll do it for us here today on the podcast i'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the Lockdown on podcast on all podcasts and platforms every day daily leafs content follow myself on twitter at mickey underscore canuck follow the show at lockdown Leafs. follow tony at the tony ferrari and uh, go check out the dauber prospects if you enjoyed this prospect breakdown of Vanny Vevelinen. Well, you'll love what he's got to say and all the other great writers over at Dauber about all of the prospects, not only just of the Maple Leafs, but in the NHL and also upcoming in the NHL draft. And I, You just put out your draft rankings as well. Did you guys not?
1: Yeah, my, the team's rankings came out this week and mine came out a couple weeks ago. So both of them are up on the site. Uh, top 100 players for both of us. So go check that out.
0: Definitely check that out, guys. Uh, if you want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast where myself and four of the Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode on Monday, folks. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. Enjoy the weekend. And keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.